love. Some would say it took a backseat when the pandemic forced us apart. As a family-run and proudly Canadian-owned company, Charm Diamond Centres saw the need to bring us together with tales of love and created the Canadian Love Map podcast. Since then, we've shared hundreds of real, uplifting stories that prove love conquers all. So thank you for listening. We couldn't do it without you. And remember, love starts here. We make each other better. She always reminds me about what actually matters. You know, love conquers all. Wherever he is, I, I want to be there, always. She just always accepted me for who I was. He makes me a better person. It was like love at first sight. Well, love is the most important thing. I think that I will never forget this feeling when uh, my son was walking across the street and I understood, oh my God, he's safe. No one can hurt him. I didn't need anything. I didn't need like a big house or all my things. But I just understood that my son is safe and it was like the most important thing for me. Hi, I'm Nancy Regan. Today's love story belongs to Anna and Valeria, two Ukrainian sisters who left their home in Odessa the day the war started. They eventually made their way to Canada and with their teenage sister and Anna's young son are rebuilding their lives. It's a story that encompasses sorrow, but also a surprising amount of joy. This is the Canadian Love Map. Valeria, I'm so excited to have you here. We're so excited Thank to be you. here. Thank you for invitation, Nancy. I'm always happy to see you. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you for inviting me. Anna, I was so fortunate to meet you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I happened to meet you first. And that was a, a very remarkable moment for me because you were the first person I, I had met coming from the war in Ukraine. And I was struck by how light your energy was. Yeah, I remember that moment. I liked your book so much. Oh. So yeah, <laughs> that you. was amazing. And I remember your um, blue dress. Oh. So And I thought, oh my God, I love her energy. She's so light and <laughs> easy. I want to meet her. <laughs> yeah. We, we had that experience <laughs> yes. with each other. Tell me about coming from Ukraine and arriving in Canada. Let's start there, and then we're going to time travel back a little bit. Yeah, sure. So it was in February. Um, I think that it was the first day when the war began. So, And the day before this, I remember we uh, had delicious dinner with Valeria, yeah, and we were sitting uh, near the waterfront, yeah. and we were eating delicious seafood. And then my aunt, uh, she lives in New York, she called us and says... Uh, oh my God, go to the airport. The war is going to begin. We said, no. Are you, it's, are you kidding? It's kind of no, it's, it can't be true no. because this is like the 21st century and we are like, we live in European country and everything is good. So mm -hmm. it's just like uh, political games or something like this. And next morning I woke up at 5 a.m. Uh, because I heard the explosion. And I was like, what's going on? So, and then my dad called me and said, uh, just charge your phone and wake up your son and you should go like uh, to our summer house because it's close to the border with mm -hmm. Moldova. And I called to my sister, to Valeria, 
And she woke up too because she I also... S- uh, all the time I sleep very deep. <laughs> but this yeah. morning it was... It can be re- reality. Uh, no, it's maybe a dream. <laughs> and uh, yes, my father called me and say, let's go to pack your luggage, uh, your insulin. Uh, I'm diabetic. Mm-hmm. And uh, your cat and go t- um, and go to me. It's yeah, and we uh, we didn't have petrol because all the uh, gas stations were closed. Fortunately, I had gas in my car, so we could go to our uh, summer house. Um, and we were staying there for a few days because we couldn't cross the border because um, it was difficult uh, to cross the, the border that time. There were a lot of people there mm-hmm. and it was we panic. Stayed. We, st- we yeah. stayed in lane um, more than 24 hours in the car. In the line. In the line. In the line, yes. yeah. We're staying there and all the men, they weren't eligible to leave the country. So no one could help us. And uh, there were, were only women and we, we, we didn't know where to go. That was so funny because my first thought was like, let's go to Turkey. So that was my uh, first thought. I said, I said, let's go to Turkey because it's warm there. And my aunt, um, she helped us a lot. And she told me, uh, no, no, Turkey, <laughs> you want to go. You will go to Romania because there are a lot of embassies there. So you will stay there um, and then we'll choose where you, you will go. And then uh, we began to think where to go mm-hmm. because we understood but, that like it, it, it's, li- it's really dangerous to stay there. And I have a son. And then I said, I remember that five years ago I was in uh, one beautiful city. <laughs> the name of the city is Halifax. And I loved it so much. Let's go there. And my aunt said, uh, what is Halifax? Where is this Nova Scotia? What? Is- okay, it's not Turkey. Okay, so <laughs> this is better <laughs> because this self. is Canada. Yeah. <laughs> so you can go there. Uh, you remember when we just came to Bucharest, it's Romania. We stayed uh, one month in Romania because uh, uh, Mark, my nephew and son, his passport was uh, expired. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It was like a quest. And he didn't have visa. We had visa and he didn't. So we were waiting for one month. Yeah. And we had to move from one place to uh, another for eight times. Yes. Because uh, there were a lot of people there and Romania wasn't ready for this because it was like no one was waiting that something can can happen. So I think that um, they didn't tell us because they were afraid of this panic and that everyone will leave and the country needed men to fight. Mm -hmm. That's why we didn't know. uh, So no one knew. Uh, My father, he's a policeman, but he also didn't have any information about this, that the war is going to begin. So that's why we weren't ready. It we took just, you by surprise. Yeah, so it, it was one luggage per yeah. person. <laughs> yeah, we had only <laughs> one bag per person. Yeah, only passport and um, yes. like and uh, medicine <laughs> and toys for my son. So and I know Anna. Uh, I was when the first time I talked to you. I remember you describing your beautiful house and your your garden. Yes. And, and what I found really remarkable was that you weren't telling me in light of saying, oh, this is everything I've lost. But actually, your point was, we're in a small apartment now. And I realize I didn't need any of that stuff. What's important is our safety. Yeah, this is a great lesson. Now, when we go somewhere, even if we rent a place like 
for a weekend. Understand that I don't need a lot we, of things. <laughs> so, we know one thing so that our house is inside us. Inside us, yes. Yes, your so home is your it's home very important. It's really important lesson for us. <laughs> so. Yeah, and we couldn't find um, a place to stay in Canada. We didn't have any friends here. No, so uh, we didn't have anyone here. So uh, we just found um, one girl. She, she's Ukrainian. She lives in Halifax. So we reached out uh, to her in Facebook and asked her to help us. And uh, she just helped us to find an apartment. Yes, and we thanks. couldn't we couldn't rent it because we didn't have history. And they wanted us to, to show them like our credit history in Canada, but we don't have it. So, and uh, to stay in the hotel we use for cash a lot. in Ukraine. Yeah, so, so uh, it's, just... it's not, uh, we have different system in Ukraine and Canada. We use cash in Ukraine all the time. And it's what Yeah, was... and thanks God that we had like savings. All, all our banking accounts like also didn't work. Now we, now we can send money from Ukraine because nothing works there. So um, I think that's because the country is trying to protect their economy. Mm -hmm. So that's why we just can't use uh, money, which are in Ukraine right now. So and that's why uh, we found out that we have a place to live when we were in the plane. So tell me why Halifax, Anna. You had a you had an experience with Halifax that was kind of significant, yeah. I think. So we used to recruit Ukrainian students to study in Canada and in other countries. So we traveled a lot. So I've been to USA, to Canada, to European countries. So more than thirty countries. But when I saw Halifax, it was like. Oh my God, I don't know what it was. It was like the love from the first sight. I just felt something. And I told to people uh, who invited me. So uh, this is like Canadian um, uh, universities. Uh, they invited me uh, to um, recruit Ukrainian students to study here. So, and I told them, I feel some connection with this city. And they told me then, When they were in Odessa, in our native city in Ukraine, they felt the same. So there is like connection between our cities, maybe because Odessa is also a big seaport. Oh, I don't know. That's so beautiful. Yeah, so I just felt something and I said to Valeria, let's go to Halifax. And she was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't so know. maybe because Toronto or maybe like why maybe Halifax? London, New York, Toronto. <laughs> I said no. I feel that we should go to Halifax. Um, I love this place. And my experience shows me that Anna all the time right. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> she has good instincts. Yes, she has a really good intuition. Yes. I just so, felt that this place is good to live. Yeah. How long did it take her to convince you, Valeria? Maybe how long? <laughs> I don't know, maybe a few weeks when we were in Romania. Yeah, to be honest, when I just came to Halifax, my first experience was, uh, uh -huh. okay, it's very beautiful city, but I uh, stayed here not one week, not two weeks. It's for a long time. <laughs> I don't know how long, but... It was uh, really stressful for me, to be honest, because I really loved my uh, city of Odessa and I love my apartment and I love my friends, family, etc. And uh, to be honest, uh, first uh, month was really hard for me. Uh, but I'm psychologist. I know a lot of practice and uh, I try to all the time work with my mental health. But mm -hmm. it was stressful because... Um, Uh, you 
you can't be prepared for this. You can't. <laughs> you can't. They say that even moving yes. houses, just anyone moving, that's yeah. one of the most stressful things you can do. Yeah. And you moved under duress without any warning, with very little of your possessions, but, and you had to leave your home. Yeah. But first, uh, what I really like, it was people. Because all the time, people in Halifax are really amazing. And they all the time smiling. Oh. It's so nice. Uh, to, in Ukraine, different situation, oh. to be honest. And uh, people all the time told you compliments, uh, want to help you. And all the time um, try to support you. And uh, it's so amazing. And uh, you understand uh, that world so different. Uh, so uh, awful things happen in one side and uh, another side. A lot of love. <laughs> a lot of open hearts and you see these eyes and understand okay i can do it <laughs> i can do it yes <laughs> so has that been like an anesthetic for you for the pain to some extent yeah i remember the first thought it was like i, I think that i will never forget this feeling when uh, my son was walking across the street and I understood oh my god he's safe no one can yes. hurt him no one can kill him so he's safe. It was like, <sighs> oh, oh my God, I think that only parents can understand me because it was like unbelievable. It was so, I, I didn't need anything. I didn't need like a big house or like all my things. I just understood that my son is safe and it was like the most important thing for me. It was more difficult for him than for me. It was a really tough transition, wasn't it? Yeah, again, only parents, only Ukrainian parents can understand me because when you're like full of anxiety and stress, it is difficult to explain to your children uh, what's going on. It's difficult to support but them. But we need to speak with them about it. It's very uh, important to speak about situation, about your feelings, about uh, what uh, happened. Yes. And to give them permission for those feelings, I guess. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yes. Yeah. But sometimes when you don't have like all the conditions, for example, when you sleep in the car, mm -hmm. when you cross the border, and when you move from one place to another place, you, so it's not so comfortable. So the parents, <laughs> though, I understand how difficult it is uh, to explain to your children that everything is good, you're safe, because they understand when you lie, because you don't believe that yes. you are safe and that everything is okay, so they can feel you. So they of feel course, your energy. So no matter what you're saying, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Absolutely. So yeah. I was trying, but my son, he's very sensitive. And of course, he understood that I was lying to him, mm -hmm. that everything is fine and we are safe and everything's going to be okay. So uh, when we already came to Halifax, it was, of course, it was much easier because I felt that, okay, I'm in Canada, everything is fine. You so, remember in Romania, we all the time. Uh, um, um, bring his toys, he too loves uh, toys, with us and uh, go to another home, go to another home, go to right. another home. And he, oh my God, no, I don't want to go another home. <laughs> it was, yeah. Yeah. We tried to do this with uh, a lot of sense of humor because it's our... <laughs> 
strange. We love to laugh. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. So that makes sense that when he finally came to Halifax with you and you landed in your small apartment, yeah, he didn't want to leave that apartment. Did yes, he? he was afraid that we will move again. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then uh, I showed him uh, experience. So we began to rent. Um, Airbnb places every two weeks, and then we came back to our just for a, just for a, just uh, for a weekend. part of the weekend, yeah. yeah. And then we came back, so he understood that he is safe, mm-hmm. that everything is fine, that no one is gonna hurt him. So now he can leave the apartment, and he went to school, and he like he's very happy. The school is amazing, and the teachers there, oh my god, they support us so much. Really? So this is really amazing. I even wasn't waiting for this, that we can find such the perfect school with such the perfect teachers there. So And everyone wanted to support us. So they're going above and beyond because they realize the situation he's come from and the difficulty of the transition. Yeah, and he doesn't speak English. So... Um, so he doesn't understand anything there. So that's why uh, they always try to support him, and they give them they give him a lot of snacks. So every time when he comes back from school, he has a lot of snacks. So that's why he's always excited to go there because he understands that he will receive a and treat. <laughs> Anna, Anna, very clever because she decided to have a pet. Uh, small dog Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, uh, our friends advise us uh, to support Mark uh, this first uh, period with dog. Yes, It's interesting, there's something about a dog that is constant love and attention and affection. And we have a lot of experience in psychology like for five years so we know how to support ourselves we know how to support Mark. That's why it it wasn't easy, but it was much easier for us. Because I even can't imagine how people can uh, like move without all these knowledges in psychology. So yes, and then you added another member of your family this summer. Yes, our sister. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's fourteen. And when the situation in Ukraine and in our city was extremely dangerous. Our mother decided to send our sister to us to alone. our place. Yeah, and she alone. came. Yeah, she came alone. She went to Romania and then to Paris. And as then... a fourteen-year-old on her own. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, and when our sister came, she was like, "Oh my God, what am I doing here without my parents?" Yes. And she also didn't speak English. First, <laughs> what she said was, "Oh my God, we can go to street uh, in the evening." I can feel safety. Wow. Yeah, because they they hear like alarm every like few hours. I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. For example, we are sitting like this and having lunch, for example, and then we hear this uh, alarm and we have to hide somewhere. So to the closet, I think, or um, parking to parking. You know, it was so chilling. For us in North America, I'm sure I speak for myself and many other people at the beginning of the war, to see the cameras with people down in the subways. Everyday Ukrainians who had been ripped out of their lives and, you know, didn't know what was going to happen next. It must be, I mean, I can't even imagine how difficult it is to know what's going on in Ukraine now. And when you have people there remaining. Yeah, yeah, it was 
this is like the most difficult thing yeah. when you just when we just moved to Canada and like all the Ukrainians I think they feel the same because you feel guilty that mm-hmm. you're that everything is good with you and you're alive in and, psychology uh, it's like um, a symptom of, of survivor yeah, yeah. survivors because guilt. you yeah. are safety and you're parents and your um, friends not safe yeah and, and I remember just I remember when I was in Romania I felt guilty every time when I wanted to buy something which I really didn't need like a flower or for go example mm-hmm. or go somewhere or spend money because you feel like oh my god I can't do this because people there are dying and I'm here and I'm happy so and yeah it was difficult to uh, to move this stage Uh, and you're joyful people by nature. Yeah. I can tell that about both of you from the little yeah. I've known you so far. Yeah. And so that must have been that must have been such a shift as well to even yeah. feel when the joy bubbled up to feel like, no, I've got to push that down because of yeah. what's going on. Yeah, so it was easy for us, as I told, because we like understand everything what's going on to, with us, because we have knowledges in psychology. So we mm-hmm. understood that this is guilty. Okay, I understand that I have it. Yes, I so accept it's okay, it. I accept, I accept this. it. And, and then we know like like how to uh, let it go. So, and I I can imagine that uh, like almost all people who doesn't know how to let it go, they still have it. We couldn't share the great stories that we do here on the Canadian Love Map podcast without the amazing support of Charm Diamond Centers. They are Canada's largest family-owned jeweler, and they're proud to be putting love on the map. The folks at Charm Diamond Centers are thrilled to be a part of your love story. So visit charmdiamondcenters.com or one of your local stores. Love starts here. Anna, when you came, you got a job right away. Yeah, to Halifax, that, right? It was. Yeah, that's why I think that this uh, city was meant uh, mm-hmm. to be because uh, I think the next day uh, when I came, I I went to um, it was like a meeting, LinkedIn or, meeting, a LinkedIn meeting. Yeah. Yes. So and I met I met a lot of people there. So I, I just told them his, my story, and they shared my story in LinkedIn, and I began to receive like a lot of offers. So, and like everyone wanted to support me and they wanted to hire me. I found my job in three weeks after I came. Yeah, Amazing. so it was like... She's a superhero. I see. Superhero. No. Yes, because uh, to, be honest. Honest, <laughs> to be honest, uh, um, my first month was, where are me? <laughs> Sorry. Where am I? Yes, yeah. thank you. <laughs> and uh, another Ukrainian found uh, work after three months, after four months. And when I met Anna, the second time we visited, maybe, she told me that, Valeria, you were not having as much success getting a job. And yeah. my natural instinct was to say, well, would she want me to post something on social of media? Of course, yeah, because and it was difficult because I had we had like only one salary, my salary, and we already spent all our savings. Yeah. So, and we just said, okay, Valeria has to what find a job. What's mm-hmm. our next step? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and it's uh, really mm, difficult for me and another Ukrainians too, because um, our language level not very high, and Ukraine's different system. Uh, and uh, we didn't uh, have practice English every day. Yes, and uh, uh, you lose your English level 
I remember this day, uh, this was maybe first week uh, when I came and understand, okay, my English level mm, maybe pre-intermediate and uh, um, I understand that one level it's about three months. I have uh, really big experience in psychology. I'm PhD in psychology. I have a lot of, uh, had a lot of clients. Uh, I have experience in uh, business and uh, event management, etc., etc. But without English, you can't. <laughs> you can't mm-hmm. do it. And it was so interesting. <laughs> yeah, because so challenging. Uh, so challenging because you lose your status and you lose your job your salary and cetera it's all about safety because money yes and this is about safety <laughs> and thanks god i have savings yeah so that's another thing that we want to share with ukrainian people that if they uh, go like usual way to find job in canada like all the agencies tell them so go to like linkedin or to like some other things and uh, try to find job here it doesn't work Uh, mm-hmm. because uh, they don't know English and they are not very competitive with Canadian people here. And you helped Valeria to find her job. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, that's 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 what we are going to share with them. Just ask someone to help you. Ask someone to help. Yeah. But, I mean, let me let me say, I did not do very much. I just said to Anna, you know, I would, I would love to make a post because I posted on LinkedIn and Facebook and sure enough, we got swamped. I, I just get chills thinking about it. We got swamped with with positive feedback and interview options and job offers. To, to be honest, you was like angel in my life. Oh, so Anna, really, I did um, very little. I so I so thankful you. <laughs> I was I was so inspired by the response, and it it filled my heart. It really did, and it also resulted in what I think was like the perfect job for you, Valeria, as a as someone who's a social psychologist with experience, who left, you know, clients at home in Ukraine. You aren't certified to work here as a psychologist, but tell us about your job because it seems to me like it was just perfection when i uh, it was my first meeting with my uh, manager uh, patricia and uh, it was so amazing i feel connection and understand oh my god it's strongest families institute it's mm-hmm. like uh, i love this <laughs> and it's about mental health uh, uh, now about mental health but uh, it's about coaching it's about uh, helps people children families uh, to build to build strongest uh, relationship in their families and uh, work with uh, children with ADHD uh, autism etc and uh, when i um, explore this program i understand wow it's so amazing and uh, iris system it's like uh, very high technological system and people can use apps can use uh, system online and uh, work the, with uh, uh, their families children every day and uh, coaches uh, works with uh, families every day uh, every week etc and it's so useful it's so interesting and uh, when um, my manager um, offered it me 
project with uh, help Ukrainian families in Canada. Yes. It was so exciting for me because I understand, yes, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, so your language barrier wasn't a barrier at all because they set about having you set up, design and set up a helpline for Ukrainians who are arriving in Canada. Yeah, it's about um, 90,000 people came to Canada from Ukraine after beginning uh, the war. Now it's more than 500,000 people applied uh, to visa and waiting for this process. So uh, <laughs> I think it's a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of families, a lot yeah. of children mm -hmm. who <laughs> And a lot of need... women and children without their husband's without, fathers. Yeah, exactly. So we have like a lot of um, agencies here in Ukraine, in Canada who can help people to settle with yes. their documents and other things, but there are no uh, services and there are no people who can help them uh, with their mental health, especially uh, if they don't speak English. So even, even when they want to go to a psychologist, they can't do this because they don't speak English. So they have to find someone and who understands Ukrainian. Yeah. Yes, I think uh, first things it's you are not alone. <laughs> right. And uh, we came to Canada seven months ago or six months ago and uh, we did it. So you can do this. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, you can serve as an inspiration. Yes, yeah. yes. and uh, it's important uh, for people to understand it, that you're not alone. Yeah, and I think that it's very important to explain people that there is not something wrong with them. So we also had all these feelings. And I can imagine that sometimes parents can feel guilty that they can't support their children. And I think that's important to uh, explain them that it's not your fault. Like, you should support yourself first, mm -hmm. and then you can support your children but in a few months, it will be better. Like, look at us. Ukrainian Ukrainian people so talented. And so first my uh, thought was, oh, my God, I don't, I don't know uh, how I can uh, uh, live in Canada without English. But second thought was, okay, when I improve my English, I will know three languages. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a very positive way of looking at it. And and I love the idea of this helpline that you have designed and the fact that it is poised to help um, Ukrainians across the country. So it's a national scope and then eventually other refugees, other newcomers as well. But there's a bit of a problem with it right now. And that's part of the reason I wanted to talk today. So Valeria, you, as I understand it, only receive from the provincial government 11 weeks of wage yeah. subsidy. And that is what helped Strongest Families Institute employ you. Because Patricia, who you mentioned, said, you know, we couldn't pay her minimum wage. She is a psychologist and she's working on very important, uh, a very important project. And so we need money because you're about to run out of your funding. And you, I say we because I am, yeah. I feel very invested and I feel like it's just so important. This is not about one person's job. This is about your job that is going to possibly impact and help so, so many other people, tens of thousands and 
maybe yeah. more. So basically, we need $5,000 a month for six months until we can get a grant. Because of course, when you apply for grants, they don't, you can't do it overnight, it takes time. And I really believe that government agencies or other, you know, individuals will come forward with funds to help in the long run, but also hopefully in the short run. Because I would love for some people, either one person to say, yes, you know what, that's a way that I can help in a very visceral way, Ukrainians. And I think Canadians, we're feeling very helpless in this situation. Yeah, Canadians are so helpful. Yeah, I felt this. You did? Yeah, when we just came, it was like, oh my God, so you feel yourself so safe and everyone is so friendly. And this is amazing. That's why Every I chose this country. All the time, hug us. It's so <laughs> hug you. Oh. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes I even don't want to tell that I'm from Ukraine because they, yes. when they hear that I'm from Ukraine, they begin to cry. Yeah, so begin to cry and hugs. It's yeah, so especially cute. especially old people. Well, it's yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. You know what we're watching, and and this is a different kind of war where we are watching it on TV every day. Do you avoid? looking it, at the yeah, images yeah of course yes. this is like it's not healthy for no. our mental health and we can't we can't do that any, anything so it's that's first why. advice uh, <laughs> to ukrainian please you must to stop scrolling all the time use because you need to support you first of all and after that your children and after that um, you really need to build new life <laughs> It's really from zero. (laughs) And uh, after that, you can support another uh, Ukrainian. So it's really important. Yeah, so that's just just like we did. So we supported ourselves. Now we have job, we have place place to live. And I supported uh, myself and we supported ourselves and we supported my son. And now we can support other people because we already yeah. have this energy to support yes. others. Because when, when we just came, it's I don't like, think that we could support anyone. It's mm-hmm. like the chocolate. Uh, I, you can uh, share chocolate only if you have this. <laughs> yes? yes, because when people try to support uh, another people without uh, support uh, themselves, it's not a very good way. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. And that's a great metaphor, the chocolate. If you don't have it, you can't give it away. And that's true with mental health and and with uh, just strength, I think. That's true. What is your relationship like, the two of you as sisters? Uh, I think that we are even more close than we were before. Yeah. Because we always support each other. And we understand that we uh, couldn't, uh, couldn't alive here in Canada without each other. Yes, it's interesting. (laughs) Yeah, that's really interesting because like we have two salaries and we have each other and we have like, if we have like some um, stress or something, we always can share with each other. So when I just began to uh, find, uh, to look for my job, Dara was staying with my son. So, and now our sister, she also helps us. For example, she's staying with Mark right now when we are here, so. So you really are working as a family unit. Yeah. Like a team. Like a team. Yes. Yeah. Anna, I remember you telling me at one point this summer that your mother in Ukraine wanted you to send your 14-year-old sister back for a visit. 
And you were quite stressed about that. It's yeah. so stressful for our mother because she has five children and more than half of these uh, moved to Canada. And it's another con- continent. <laughs> for our mother, it was so stressful. And uh, she, uh, we really uh, used to spend time together with our families all the yeah. time. Every weekend we mm-hmm. spend time together. We go to nature, to our summer house, etc. And yes, exactly. And this for- is very important to understand when people are in these conditions, uh, when they are like full of anxiety and stress, they can't think logically. Yes. So... That's why it's also important to understand how to communicate with the, with your relatives who stayed there because because they feel the stress like every day. So and when I was trying to explain to my mother that oh, oh my god she can't she can't come back because it's dangerous. It's not about like economy or something else, it's about her life. Mm-hmm. This is really dangerous. So it, it was difficult and for her she to understand. Crossed a big way. <laughs> to adapt here and we really supported her to this uh, uh, because it's new school it's new friends uh, first time she played a lot of games after she really adapted a little bit <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, go to school make new friends uh, and uh, understand oh it's okay, I love it. <laughs> and uh, she loved new country, new city, new friends. After that, returned home, it's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, and, and what's interesting, my son and my sister, they don't want to come back. Or go back to they Ukraine? Don't, yeah, they don't want to they go missed, back. Yeah. They missed home, but they don't want to come back. Yeah, so I asked my son, so he loves being here. And mm. yeah, so yeah, they don't want to come back. <laughs> So is it, is it, I don't know if this is an insensitive question, but what do you see in your future? When you look to the future now, what do you see? Is there, is it just fog <laughs> or no, do you I, see I think clear that I can, I can see my uh, future very clear. So I'm going to stay here. Yeah. <laughs> so, because I met someone here mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. giggle and the clap. They, they're yeah. like a couple from movie. Really? Um, it's really... <laughs> Yeah, so I, I don't know how I how I did it, all this. I, I, I just created my new I life think here. That he, so he waiting you all all life. Yeah, maybe that's why I wanted to to come to Halifax. So <laughs> he was waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Valeria? Um, to be honest, I want to stay here. I love Canada. I understand opportunity this country, and uh, I love people. Uh, but it's a good lesson for me not plan for a long time because when in January I have a really good plan. I have uh, all my sphere in balance yes. <laughs> in my life and, that was and just build a plan for ago. one for one year and uh, I think that uh, I uh, spent uh, for example three months uh, in Indonesia with uh, online working etc but now I am in Canada so mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Kenda and uh, oh you should ask us again after winter. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but first of all first I need to improve my English. Uh, I had 
a really big project here in Genda for Ukrainians. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the name of the project is Here for You, right? Yes, Here and, for You. Yeah, so beautiful. And do you feel passionate about this project, yes. this helpline, yes. knowing what yes. impact you could have? Because a lot of uh, people send me a lot of messages in social media about uh, they need support and uh, my advice all the time. And when I work with this project, I all the time connect with uh, other people and understand their needs and understand uh, uh, what stage they uh, go through. Yes, mm-hmm. I can do it. And I'm excited because uh, I really love help people. And it's like balance. This is your love language. Yes. And it's balance because it. when I need help, People all the time help me. It's balanced, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> what advice do you have for other Ukrainians who are just arriving in Canada? First of all, debriefing, <laughs> and don't don't be afraid to ask for help. Yes, don't be as it was. It was really difficult for us because we never asked for help. Yes. So because we always were like independent, and <laughs> so it it was really difficult. Understand that uh, you can do it, uh, you can build new life, uh, you can uh, meet new people, uh, you can uh, um, go to maybe um, new job. It can be not very high in Ukraine, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like stairs, step by step. And first of all, it's about um, mental health. Don't scrolling news, and don't thinking about guilt. Uh, you you can accept it. You can uh, work with it. But um, and it it won't always be like this. So because it it you will feel like this like for a few months maybe. Three but after three this, months uh, in yeah. psychology, it's three months. Yeah, but after this, yes. yeah, you will adapt really yes. fast. People adapt to all the situations like really fast to all conditions our mentality really adaptive we are hard worker so that's why i think that it's easy for ukrainian people to adapt to new country so they just should remember that it it, it won't be always and like this. i think that in future after ukrainian go through this period mm-hmm. they can be so useful for canada i believe in it because Really, <laughs> we so talented. I think the world has learned a lesson, and and certainly Russia is learning a lesson about how strong Ukrainians are. Yeah. I guess one other thing I want to ask is, what advice would you like to give to Canadians who are feeling helpless about how to support people coming from Ukraine? So the most important thing that sometimes uh, I see that a lot of Canadians want to help. And they are really very helpful, but they don't know how. So that's why I want to give them your example. So you just made a post in LinkedIn, but it helped Valeria to find her job. Mm -hmm. So it's not difficult to help. So it's one person, one life, (laughs) but (laughs) it's another life. It's like system. (laughs) So you can can, um, help one person and it can be enough. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's send a challenge out to everyone who's listening to help one Ukrainian 
person yeah. who's come to Canada and imagine the, as you say, the the web or the network that could, could create. Beautiful. And if anyone is interested in supporting the Strongest Families Institute and Valeria's project, helping the mental health of Ukrainian refugees, yes, we need help. then Thank please you. get in touch. And we'll, we'll put a, a link in the description of the yeah. podcast. What have we not talked about that we should? I don't know. I think that we already talked a lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We love to talk a yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah, I love it. You know, on this podcast, when I interview couples, I always ask at the end, what do you love most about the other? Huh. And I'm going to ask that about you two oh. sisters. Yeah, I think that I love most of all uh, in Valeria that she has really uh, big heart. Yeah, so because I don't know anyone else with such a big heart like her because she really loves to help. That's why I think that people with whom she's going to work are really like uh, lucky because uh, she really has a big heart and sometimes she doesn't she doesn't tell anything but you just can feel her love. So this is like Thank the most you. important thing that I love. Yeah. Beautiful. And uh, my answer is um, Anya, she all the time knew next step. All the time. I all the time understand that she really right in this and this and this. In my life, all the time, she all the time right. And I understand that she has intuition and uh, sensitive and uh, she's so bright. And uh, I think that uh, <laughs> your partner so so lucky because I never uh, met uh, so perfect woman to be honest because oh, she really she really <laughs> all fear in her life she can manage I can't imagine how she can do it but I'm excited so thank you yes. so that's why you call her a superhero yeah she, she really superhero I think yes well, I think you're both extraordinary, yeah. and I'm very thankful that you were willing to have this conversation with me. Thank you, Anya. Oh, thank, thank you. you, Valeria. Thank you. So much for all the light you're bringing to Halifax and to Canada. Thank you for inviting thank us. Thanks for listening to the Canadian Love Map. If you love us, please subscribe and share. And if you want to help us spread the love even more, rate and review our podcast. It makes such a difference. We'll be back next week with another love story to add to the map. This podcast is presented and made possible by Charm Diamond Centers. It's hosted by me, Nancy Regan, and is produced and distributed by Podstarter. <laughs>